right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the We Are Actors podcast. I am super, super duper excited to welcome our very first guest. Uh, you might recognize him from Netflix's Bad Blood. And he also has a movie uh, coming out uh, probably later on this year uh, that he uh, shot in Italy called From the Vine, uh, starring Joey Pantoliano. Everybody, please welcome my good friend, Mr. Franco Lopresti. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? How's it going? Oh, you know, it's just great, man. I'm not like I've, uh, I'm doing lots of things, you know, I'm working together with the rest of them, no. Yeah, yeah, how's, how's uh, are you doing? Quarantine life, man, you know, just, you know, working on centering myself. Yeah, the lots know, of trips the from the, the, the kitchen to the living room, I'm yes. assuming. A lot of trips. From oh, the by the way, Franco, I, 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 uh, I have a special sound that I, uh, I put just for you. Are you ready? Because because you're you're an Italian stallion. This is this is for you. Forget about it. You know? Oh, forget, forget about, about it. You know? <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> oh man, good to hey, see mom, you. Hey mom, what's for dinner? Eggplant parmesan. Forget, forget about it. Now you're gonna play it. Now you're gonna play it. You ready? Mom, what's for dinner? Eggplant parmesan. Forget about it, you know. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I knew that was going to come in handy. Anyway, good to see huh. you, my brother. I'm, I miss you. It's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, in person, I mean. We talk all the time. But um, it's really, really good to see you. Um, Franco and I are friends. Um, we have worked together. Um, he is a fantastic actor, and I'm so, so happy to have him uh, um, on the podcast. Franco, I, I actually, you have a really, really intriguing story, which is why I wanted to have you on. Your passion, first of all, wasn't, you didn't start with acting. You had another passion. And then, um, unfortunately, you had, uh, you know, an unforeseen incident that happened with that, which kept you from pursuing that. So uh, it, let's talk about that a little bit. Why don't you start us from the beginning and what your other passion was and then how you, how acting kind of just fell into your lap. Yeah, man. Uh, well, basically, um, I mean, being born and, Italian family. My, my dad's Italian. Um, you know, my, my grandfather was a professional soccer player for a brief, brief stint before getting a, like a terrible injury and, and he became a cop in, in Sicily. But I mean, soccer has been a passion that has come through my grandfather and my father, which was passed on to me straight out of the womb, man. Yeah. You know, I had a soccer ball that was, was basically in my, in my hands, you know, like those little things that babies play with. And so, you know, I was fascinated by by soccer through you know watching it with my dad as a kid, and I started playing, and I fell in love with it. That was my dream. That was my 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 vision of being a pro soccer player, and I worked very very hard towards that. You know, but growing up, you know, I always felt like uh, I always felt like I was an actor as well because I was just always always you know acting around the house with you know being a class clown doing a lot of mimicking and impersonations and my mom is a really animated character so i think like the whole acting kind of thing kind of came from my mom mm -hmm. but i pursued soccer um uh throughout my youth and into college i got a scholarship i went to school in the states uh in rhode island and played soccer there and uh that's when i really you know i took a theater course as an elective and i started like kind of finding this uh, this 
passion for you know the art uh, in the theater course. You know, walk into the theater you know uh, department and you see all these people and they're really interesting kind of weird characters all about you know. And I I, I was like I really feel like I belong with these people. You know what I mean? More yeah, than yeah, being yeah. a soccer guy, you know. So I dealt with I dealt with that, but I could never really commit to anything full front because soccer was my passion. I was so tunnel vision and I pursued that. Ended up, um, you know, going to Italy after I graduated and then I had this trial with Toronto FC, which is in the MLS. And that's kind of like my last, my last, you know, uh, rendezvous with soccer was, was on that. You know, I, I got a osteoarthritis in my hip. Damn. Which is pretty shitty. Um, yeah. Kyle practice that out. But, uh, and I know he's like, you, you can't really play at a high level because, you know, your body's kind of saying you can't do this anymore. So that was devastating because, like, I gave all my life and soul to, you know, pursuing that dream. Didn't have any money. Came back home to Toronto. And my mom was like, you know, you got to get jobs. I started working in this restaurant. And my mom sees me. I'm super depressed and down. Felt like there was no purpose whatsoever. Uh, I felt like I let my, let my family down. I know my, my dream was my dad's dream. And, and that was devastating when I when I had to break the news to him about uh, about me not being able to play anymore. But my mom was seeing me in the state, and she was like, "You know, I, why don't you try the acting?" Like he never really gave it a shot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking about my, you know, I'm just thinking about it, and I mean, thinking about you know people over the years would you know kind of put that bug in my ear as well, and I would never really listen to it. And then I said, "Okay, I mean, like let's." let's give it a shot. I, I, I don't really see myself doing anything else, you know? Right. You know? And so, um, I got into a, an acting class and it just opened my eyes to a lot. You know, I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff. And, um, when I got to act, I was able to like access that in like a, in a way that I couldn't do in real life. You yeah. Know, it was like an get, emotional release. Yeah. Sort I felt of. that to be, I felt that to be like, whoa, this is my vehicle. This is my form, you know? So I, I studied really extensively for about eight to nine months with this acting coach in Toronto named David Rotenberg, who is um, my guy over here and he's my mentor as well and really opened uh, opened a lot of avenues in my instrument through this art form. And, uh, and so after about eight or nine months, he was like, man, you ready to get an agent? And I really had to make that decision because, like, I didn't want to, like, you know, just be like one acting class. I'm an actor. No, I understand. Huge mistake like, a lot of people make. Also, when you talk to people about acting, whenever somebody finds out you're an actor, one of the first questions, or it really bothers me, but one of the first things people say always is, "Hey, I've always wanted to act. How do I get an agent?" Mm-hmm. You're like, you never even th- like. It's the first thing that's on their mind. It's like you need to see first if you even want to do this, if you can do this, if you feel like doing it. You know, it's a, I don't know, it's a lot of stuff. But- I always felt like. For me, like, I always felt, and like, a part of me even still feels the same way. It's just like, because I didn't come from any acting school, I didn't take drama or, or come from a theater school, mm-hmm. which for people who do uh, study it, um, yeah, they've got an easier avenue of getting an agent because they come from that background, right? Mm-hmm. But for people who get into it later on in life and have not gotten, you know, the education of a theater school, you know, a degree or anything like that. I'm always like, man, I, I need the education. Yeah. Hundred percent. What 
ability. Do I have, I'm just this guy who just wants to be an actor. Who's really going to, you know, take me seriously, you know? Yeah. But my training was what I've learned in life so far, you know? Mm-hmm. My soccer career um, was my training. All those things, if I can, you know, pinpoint and, and, and operate on that life and dissect things that happened, Mm-hmm. In that career, the girlfriends and the relationships and the friends and the betrayal and the coaches, I can pick, you know, parts of that that, that made me feel, and that's all in me. And so that's right. my education, my life experience, right? Mm-hmm. Now there's technique, mm-hmm. which needs to be refined, right? That's where you go into an acting studio or a lab or, a th- or you apply to a school and, and you learn because it is a craft, right, right, right. You know, and and I had to make that decision to say, okay, I, I, I know I need the training. So I got the training before I got the agent so that I can go to an agent and present myself with, okay, look, this is what I've been doing mm-hmm. and um, I need representation. Yeah. Yes, I have training. Because most agents, you know, they're going to look at you too. They're going to be like, well, where have you been training? If you just want to become an actor like that, agents yeah. need to, uh, you know, see, see what you got behind you, right? Yeah. Where's Christian? Attending to other matters. Did you just want to see me alone? Do you ask to see me? Come on. You like me a little. <laughs> How was your date? You're a good consigliere. I give it to you. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to talk about? Pop says we're out, okay? But I'm still in. Well, let's let's talk about Bad Blood and how you actually ended up getting. That. I love that show. Um, I watch it. I go back and watch some of the episodes sometimes on Netflix. It's really really great. If you guys haven't seen Bad Blood, you can check it out on Netflix. Um, you can see uh, Franco on season two of it. Um, this story is also kind of cool how you got it because, you know, everybody thinks auditions always go a certain way and you always hear all these crazy stories about how things just kind of went another way and then and then you happen to get the part or you didn't get the part or whatever it was. Um, why don't you talk, talk, talk a little bit about how that happened? Yeah, very uh, crazy now that happened. Um, you know... Got this audition for Bad Blood, read it. I immediately organically just felt connected and like, this is mine. Nobody's going to take it. That was like the first thing. I'm like, this is meant for me, man. Yeah. Um, and, and I was really excited about it. And I, and I used all that energy and, and excitement into really, you know, being as prepared as possible, you know. Um, and I went to this audition and I remember going actually – an hour before my audition, where it took place was in Dufferin and St. Clair area. There's a casting office, and it's a very Italian uh, neighborhood. And I went to go grab a coffee, uh, like about an hour in, in advance before my audition, to sit down and kind of people watch me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wise Guy Cafe, if you want to call it. There's some interesting people there. Uh, and I was watching, I was just kind of like really just embracing the, you know, the character in me and, and believing myself as him, mm-hmm. and his world, what he would think. And, by the time I walked into that audition, I uh, I just I nailed it. I felt you know I really did. I left that room like with such a like a vibration out of me, coming kind of like wow. I haven't really felt like that in any audition before. You know, yeah, yeah, previously yeah. felt really good about it. So, anyways, I go on with my days, and like two weeks later, I don't hear nothing, and I never really messaged my agent about you know parts and feedback because like literally the only feedback we want is getting the part. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all we need to know. 
But I was eager, and I messaged him, and he's like, I'll find out for you. And then he messaged me back the next day, and he's like, they, um, great performance, you know, but they're looking for someone else. Oh, that's, you know, like, that always um, sucks. When you like, think oh, you do well, and then it doesn't oh. doesn't pan out, that always but sucks. Yeah, it's supposed to prove, like, there's so many variables we just can't control. You yeah, know? yeah. He's like, the important thing is, Franco, he's like, you did a great job in the room, and that's, you know. Yeah, you did your job. Fun. Just, just keep plugging away. Keep punching the bag. So I was pretty gutted. You know, I was like, all right. A month passes. I'm eating lunch with my buddy at Katz's Deli. Not in New York. We had a Katz's in, in, uh, in uh, Toronto, which actually just closed down. Uh, but Katz's Deli in New York is way better. So we're eating lunch. And um, I get an email. Call back, Bad Blood, season two. I'm thinking, oh shit, maybe a different character. And said, yeah, I looked, I'm like, no way, Luca. I'm like, I just had this thing like a, a month ago. And then my agent even sends me a note. Hey, note from casting. Your character's like a designer tracksuit wearing type of guy. So I got so excited. And I said to my buddy, dude, I got to go. I got to like, you know, I got this call back for the spring tomorrow. So what I did was I went straight to the mall. <laughs> Went to Yorkdale Mall, which is uh, a popular mall here in Toronto. Uh, really expensive stores in there. And uh, I go to Holt Renfrew, which is kind of like a Neiman Marcus or whatever, Barney's type of thing. <laughs> I go in there and I I go and buy a Gucci tracksuit, right? <laughs> Left the tags on. Left yeah. the tags on. But I buy this Gucci tracksuit, throw it on the credit card, put myself in it, you know, and I'm just, I'm just feeling it. I'm mm-hmm. feeling the guy. So I go to the audition the next day. I'm listening to my music. I love to listen to music. Um, music is really cool for me too. It just I was going to access characters uh, that I play. I always put a soundtrack to my characters. Always nice. Um, but I go to this audition. I got my I got my headphones on. And I'm thinking, and it was a producer director session too. So I mean, the stakes are a bit, you know. Yeah. I I go in. I do this. Uh, I see this guy there. I see one guy there, right? And he's asking me, you know, where are you, what, what are you here for? I'm like, bad boys, like, who are you going for? I'm like, Luca. And I'm just like firm. I'm firm with every, with every answer. And I'm like, dude, don't get me off my juju. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, in my head, right? I go do the audition. You know, it goes great. I leave the room. There's now like 10 guys in the room mm-hmm. from initially being me and this other guy. I see 10 guys waiting. We all, all kind of look different. And I'm like, all right, well, I did my thing. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. Two days past the word. My dad's like, you're doing good. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I well, you like, forget know. about it. I don't care. Dad's fingers are crossed, you know. Yeah. Like, forget dad, dad, just hit the thing. Hit the thing. Dad, why don't you just forget about it, you know? Yeah. No. Anyways, Saturday, Sunday passes. Monday morning, I'm on my way to an audition, and uh, my agent calls me. He's like, hey! And I'm like, whoa, like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> he's like, hold up, hold up a sec. So I think I'm in trouble. I must have done something wrong. I'm like, but this guy going to drop me? I'm like, whatever. I'm like, you got the part, man. You got the part. Amazing. So I, I ended up doing it, right? How, and, how, long um, did, how, how long had passed before you found out you got the part? The audition was on a Wednesday. Yeah. So I, I found out about five to six days later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds normal. So, so I ended up getting the part. And like, we went to camera like two weeks later, man. Like, yeah. it was fast turnaround. Fast turnaround. So um, nice, man. that was awesome. 
Babylon, Babylon was a indelible experience, man. Really, like I learned so much. That was a masterclass of acting nice. um, from the likes of Kim Coates, Louis Ferreira, who played my dad on the show, who, who like so grounded. Louis, such a Louis, pro. awesome. Um, Dylan Taylor was amazing. He, Dylan Taylor and, and Ryan McDonald ended up becoming my roommates, but Dylan Taylor was amazing watching this guy work. And, and those guys um, are brothers for life. Nice, man. That's awesome. Um, we met, what, two years ago? Two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. Yeah, we were, um, it was a very, very interesting situation how we met. We met in class here in New York. Uh, we were both doing Larry Moss's, uh, Larry Moss's workshop. And um, I remember uh, because something really, really crazy happened with you <laughs> during that workshop that I've never in my life seen happen. Like, you know, when you're in class long enough, you see a lot of crazy things happen. A lot of emotional things happen, you know, while actors, you know, a lot of things can go awry in an acting class. You know, fights with teachers, fights with, you know, between scene partners, whatever it may be. Um, so many things can go wrong, but I'd never in my life seen what happened to you. So you were working on Motherfucker with a Hat. And um, I, re I remember, because I remember looking back at you guys. Usually in Larry's classes, most people know each other. Because if, if you've been training with him for a while, so you, everybody recognizes each other. And, or we're, a lot of people are friends. I didn't recognize you, and I hadn't seen you. And then my Lucy, Luciana, Lucy, our, our mutual friend now, said, you know, you were from Canada. And I was like, oh, really? So I look back, and I'm like, oh, my God. And you and your partner, uh, what was his name again? Cooper. Cooper, Cooper, yeah. And I remember looking at you guys, and you guys looked so, like, you were dressed all stylish, had, like, a hoodie on, and Cooper just seemed like a very nice, meek guy. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, how the hell are they going to pull this off? It's going to be very interesting. I didn't know. For some reason, I had a feeling about your guys' scene. I was like, something strange is going to happen in this scene, and I just can't wait to watch it. Either it's going to be fucking amazing, or it's going to be terrible, or something's going to happen. Like, it was just, but then I remember uh, being really excited to see the scene, and then there's a fight scene. <laughs> in the in it's so you guys are doing uh you guys are doing Ralph and Jackie scene when Jackie comes yep. to uh confront you about you sleeping with his girl Veronica right if I'm not mistaken spoiler alert um no, yeah if you haven't read motherfucker with a hat if you're I don't know where the even with you. even with the spoiler alert <laughs> yeah, yeah if you haven't read that yet then then yeah you're you're a little behind but um uh, okay so you guys are doing the scene there's a fight there's a court you guys choreographed a fight. Yeah. Okay, so explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the choreography, I mean, like, okay, like, you're doing this Larry Moss workshop. Like, I haven't done any theater. Like, like, you know, I'm doing this. Like, I mean, I read the theatrical plays in, in high school reading Shakespeare. And then, like, in university, we read some, like, plays. But I can't even remember them. You know, I was thinking about mm -hmm. soccer back then, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm, like, really delving into this theater thing. I want to learn. I want to take it, you know, to, you know the guts of it and you're reading the motherfucker with the hat by Stephen Adley Gurgis and we're doing this scene and I'm doing it with Cooper and I got two weeks to you know prepare mm -hmm. right about a, about a week and a half and we're rehearsing in this guy's apartment he went to the theater school he knows I know stage combat we're gonna choreograph the scene so he's choreographing it you know yeah. but when it comes to the part of throwing the chair we're not throwing the chair on this guy's apartment right I mean so you didn't you didn't, you didn't rehearse with a chair no, we were rehearsing with like a freaking sweater, man. So he was throwing a sweater. a sweater at you? Throwing a sweater at me, right? <laughs> Which, okay. Uh, much 
different than a chair. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we were rehearsing with the chair, uh, with the, with a sweater. Sorry, we got it all down packed, and we rehearsed a lot, and we had it in our bones. And uh, now it's time to put it up, right? Now, it's really weird because like the first we went up the second day, we were the last scene to go. Yeah. So we've just watched all this beautiful work. I haven't ever performed in front of people live like this. Sure, he has, you know, but. The nerves are there. And I remember backstage, like, me and him, like, we were warming oh, up. Oh, it's nervous. Stuff. It's nerve-wracking being in that class. Your heart's racing, but I don't know. Like, once I got closer to the stage, I felt like a god, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, you're still, so afraid. And then once I stepped on, it was like, there's, I'm I'm here to be seen, be naked, right? Yeah, yeah. Let it all let it spill out. So now we do this thing. And what happened, Marshad? Well, Cooper launched a chair from... <laughs> Yeah. Cooper launched the chair from across the room and you were supposed to duck during the fight scene. And you didn't duck. <laughs> and the yeah. chair, a metal chair, hit you right in the forehead. And you went down and you started gushing blood from your face. Now, the hilarious part about this was you guys didn't stop doing the scene. You guys continued to work. None of us really knew if the blood was real or not because the scene that had gone up before you guys also had had fake blood in it. It was Bob Krakauer, the amazing teacher here in New York, the the acting teacher Bob Krakauer was doing a scene in Larry's class, which was in that week was also another mind blowing thing to have yeah. another legend like him being in the class of another legend. It was just like a, for, it was so amazing for everybody there that week. It was such a special thing to watch. That was um, a great scene too. That was a great scene. They did Speed the Plow uh, by Mamia. And Bob had done such an amazing job in their fight scene with the blood. When he fell, he got up and there was all this fake blood that we automatically in the class thought that your blood was fake too. But And then yeah. as you guys finished the scene, I remember when you guys stopped, Larry looked at you and he said, is that real blood? And you were like, yeah. And then everybody just went crazy. And then you got closer to the stage where we were sitting and you could see a, like a hole in your head. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was really unfortunate. So, like, <laughs> when he threw the chair, what happened was, like, because I didn't know any better. And, like, it, I got these stage lights on me, right? And when the chair, it was like a metal chair, silver. When it hit the stage lights, I completely got blinded. Yeah. You know? It was like a deer stuck in the headlights, man. And, you know, I wanted to make it perfect. The chair's going to come. I'm going to duck. You know, that was, like, what I was thinking about, like, in preparation for it. But it did not go like that. Yeah. You know? And I'm super super lucky that it hit me like the right bump is here. still there you can kind of still yeah, see it a little still, bit there's a scar you can kind of see it losing like a wrinkle but but yeah man so insane it was it happens but but the show must go on all for the craft you know yeah um let that be a lesson to you guys even if you get hit in the chair the show must uh, hit in the chair <laughs> even if you get hit in the head with the chair you you must continue um, that was the craziest thing, man. The fact that you guys just kept going—that was that was crazy. Um, so that's how we met, and then we, you and I, also have a pretty cool story. We we um, after you know th that was a really important week, I think, for me even, and a lot of people that were in that class that week because there was such good work. I think everybody was kind of inspired in in a way um, when we left there, and I remember leaving and 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 just getting all these auditions that I you know, auditions are always good but I just I, I didn't feel that great about uh, about many of them about the stuff that was coming my way 
I had just fired my agent before mm-hmm. that. And then, because uh, I was, uh, I don't know, we weren't seeing eye to eye. I was just like, oh, forget it. I, I, don't, I don't want this agent. I'd rather just not go out at all than go out for all this stuff. And then I call, um, I had this idea. I was like, why don't we just do a play? We should just do a play. And I remember calling you. And I was like, hey, we should do Italian-American reconciliation. I was talking to Luciana about it. And then we both had the idea. We're like, oh, my God, we should call Franco because she's Italian. You're Italian. I was like, oh, my God, we, we, we should call him. Uh, and we called you and, and you were in, which was awesome. Um, and yeah. the best part about doing the, or a really cool incident that happened while we were uh, kind of in pre-production for the play was we were looking for a director. We didn't know who to, who, who, who to get to direct the play. We were uh, we were pointed in the dire- in the direction of a, a young woman named Yvette Dumeng, who um, everybody was telling us if you're doing Shanley, you know you need to you need to call this woman because she's she she directs a lot of Shanley stuff and blah blah blah. Now we didn't know that she had an actual relationship with John Patrick Shanley, right? So me and Christina go and meet her. Christina was another actress in 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 our Christina Helena who played uh, Teresa um, in uh, in our play. We went and we met with her. And um, we loved her right away. She was awesome. And she tells us at the meeting, hey, do you guys want to do a reading for John Patrick Shanley at his house? And we were like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. I think he would, he would, he would. And so we were, we just left and we're like, yeah, of course. I remember leaving that place, calling you and going, dude, you need to get your ass down here. Yeah. You remember I'm that like, call? I'm man. I'm like, I'll do it over FaceTime because like we were reading everything over FaceTime. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you, you gotta come down. I'm like, how am I, how am I gonna come down? I'm like, how am I gonna just like, was tight on money and you gracefully, and, and <laughs> I'm flying you down, man. And, and thanks to you, I wasn't gonna let all of us go to Shanley's house and have you sit out of that. That wasn't gonna go down like that. Yeah. Um. So, we, you came down. The whole cast. We went to. We went to his house. And uh, we were hella nervous. We didn't know what the hell was going to go down. We're about to do a play reading for the playwright at his home. I mean, like, that is pretty scary stuff. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. we. Especially when the, the Oscar's staring right at you. you know? <laughs> yeah, there was the Oscar there. Right there, like, looking at you, and like, you're like, hey, honey, like, how's it going? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, don't judge me. <laughs> I remember being outside his door. Remember, we were outside his door. We're like, "Who the hell's gonna knock? <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna knock on the door?" You guys are like, just knock, just knock. And then I was like, "You know what? Forget about it." You know? And then I just knocked. You know what I mean? I just gave it a nice old knock, and he answered the door. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's John Patrick Shanley!" And uh, anyway, but it was really, really amazing. We got to go in. We did a. Man, he was so charming. Like you know, he looks right at you. You know, like he pierces you with his eyes. He looks right into your soul every time. Like, whoa, hey man, you know. Every time one of us got a laugh, I felt so proud. You know what I mean? It's different when other people laugh, but when the playwright himself is laughing, and he laughed quite a bit during our our our, uh, our read. I think he he really enjoyed many many of the parts of it. So when that happened, I thought, wow, this is really really cool. And he had his eyes. I mean, like during the read too. Even like I would like kind of glance over, and he was watching everybody like like hawk like a hawk man just really seeing seeing the the the, the scene around us you know and, and what he's written he brought it to life in that in that table read man and he basically gave us a, his blessing 
Yeah, you know? yeah, he did. And then, and then yeah. we went on and we did it. One of the best experiences. Dude, did you hear Shetler Studios closed down? Dude, aside from them being partner, like forget about that, being partner for weareactors.com. Uh, we, we had so many memories there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we, we rehearsed our entire play there. We were there every single day for a month. Um, I love Shetler Studios. I love their rooms. Some of the rooms were so huge, that space. So many different, uh, uh, we rehearsed on every floor there. The theater they have there, was that, that's really sad. Uh, to see them close down. Um, I was pretty devastated when I found out. Um, so, Shetler Studios, thank you for all the memories. We really, really appreciate it. I know I know so many people in New York have really, really cool, fond memories of rehearsing. The thing about, the, the thing about New York, acting in New York, is a lot of people in other cities and states don't realize this. We utilize rehearsal spaces a lot here. It's not like that. I lived in Los Angeles. I grew up in Vancouver, I lived in Los Angeles 11 years. I never once in my life ever used a rehearsal space. And I don't even know if they have them there. Like, I'm just being honest. I don't even know if, I'm sure they do. But I personally, when when I was living in Los Angeles, mostly because apartments in LA are big enough to rehearse in. Yeah. Apartments in New York are tiny. There's almost almost no space in, in in a New York apartment to rehearse. And I think that's what kind of, birthed this necessity for uh for uh rehearsal spaces here but in vancouver too i've well, never even, but even I mean, like new york is the theater hub of the world you know so it's, yeah but you, you would think rehearsal spaces would be rehearsal spaces like anywhere you know, if you were in an acting class you would think that but you know i i was talking this i can't even i can't even tell you in toronto uh, I'm, I'm sure there has to be a few but there's a million here there's a million no. here and they're always packed yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, that's like a New York thing, you know. For for actors, is is you know, Broadway, we, there's off Broadway, there's like like there's so many things going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Actually, there's actually way more theater here, so that so, that does make sense. Yeah. Toronto theater community is is small and tight knit. You know, there's there's some good theater here in Toronto, but you know, um, I don't know how. I, I don't think like a rehearsal space could could survive in Toronto. I mean. Well, apparently it was hard for them to survive out here, too. I mean, um, I don't know. That's crazy because they were always packed. I never knew. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, really sad. We're going to miss you, Shetler Studios. Well, thank you, thank Shetler Studios. For all the memories um, that we had over there. Um, okay. <laughs> I I actually have a few kind of cool questions for you, Franco, that um, I wrote down. That I would like to run by you. Are you are you ready for uh, are you ready for my questions? These are just kind of uh, these are just kind of questions that I am probably going to ask every actor or, or director or anybody that I have on the show because um, I'm just curious. I'm just very very curious by these uh, by the answers that people give for these questions. So, are you ready? Oh wait, I have I have another I have another sound. Are you ready? Go for it. No, no crap, crap. That wasn't it. Hold on, hold on. Wait. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I clicked my uh, red heel. No, that was crickets. Did you hear the crickets? <laughs> Wait, I heard, there was a drum roll. <laughs> that was perfect for you. That was perfect for me doing this right now. Oh my God, hold on. Oh, a laugh. Perfect for right now too. 
Okay, I thought I had a drum roll, but I don't. I don't have a drum roll. I'm going to get a drum roll. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Forget about it, you know? Yep. Yep. That was perfect. I love that. <laughs> that was perfect. Perfect for my, my huge L I just took. Okay. Are you ready for your questions? I'm going to do a drum roll myself. Ready? Franco Lopresti, who is your favorite actor? Great actor. Gotta be De Niro. Oh, oh, Robert De Niro. Get about it. Oh, my God. Yes. My Hello. dog, my, as, uh, if you guys don't know, I have a dog named, I have a little puppy, an English bulldog named De Niro, who is actually in his crate right now, and he's dying to get out of there. But, uh, little I, nephew. Yeah, little nephew's, he's, he, won't, he can't wait to get out of there. Um, I love Robert De Niro. Um, yeah, why, why Robert De Niro? Just the, the um, body of work. You know, his well, yeah, definitely his body of work. I mean, watching those classic films of De Niro, Raging Bull, has got to be oh, you know, one amazing. of my favorite films of all time, along with The Godfather. Mm -hmm. You know, one and two. Um, uh, and I, and I just I love I, I mean Taxi Driver as well. I mean, like the Mean Streets. When I first saw Mean Streets, I mean, like just just blew me away. I mean, he. He really, I really gravitate towards him. You know, I love him and I loved him in Heat, and everything yeah. he does is just, just interests me. Yeah, I even watched you know Silver Linings Playbook the other day. You know, I he was actually good in Silver Linings Playbook. You know, after I, 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 I for me, he, I, I, I just felt like there wasn't a lot of good stuff from him after, after Casino. It almost felt felt like, um, but, um, so he was very good in Silver Linings, and you know what? He was actually he was also pretty good in Irishman. He was very good in the Irishman. Um, I, I really liked him in the Irishman. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, I also, I mean, I, I mean, I love De Niro. I love Christian Bale as well. In what? In the Christian. oh, oh, as a, as an actor, yeah. Another, I mean, like, I mean, I have I have a lot of favorite actors. You yeah. know, it's very hard to really single out one. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, next question. What is your favorite movie? Um, my favorite movie of all time. Let's say you only got. Let's say you got one, one choice. One choice mm -hmm. to watch a movie. Um, <laughs> it would. It would have to be. It would have to be. Um, Godfather Part Two. Very good choice. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I've watched that movie, I don't know, five gazillion times. Every time it's on TV, I watch it. Um, my acting coach, my acting coach, uh, Rodenberg, uh, he used to tell us a story in class, um, because when he was living in New York and he's like, whenever we felt down as, as, you know, actors and artists and that we felt like we were worthless, what the hell am I doing? You know why am I an actor? What like this is this is hard. There was this theater. I don't know where, like on what street, like, but there was this theater that like every every night or every Friday night at this mm -hmm. certain time it play Godfather one two three, right or something like that. And he's like, and we would go to that theater to watch it, and then it would remind us what we do because that is a beautiful piece of, of, of filmmaking. Amazing, nuts, you know. Those I when I was living in Los Angeles, um, I saw Francis Ford Coppola. <clears throat> I was at, I was at a restaurant called Craig's. Um, it's like a really famous 
industry. It's a really famous restaurant in in uh, uh, West Hollywood, like slash Beverly Hills earlier. Um, and there's always celebrities there, like every night. It's a ve- very much where all the like uh, you know, uh, it's a scene there. <clears throat> there's paparazzi parked outside like all day. Um, and I was out. I I was I was at the bar. I wasn't even eating. I was just I just walked in with a friend to have a few drinks, and we were going somewhere else to go eat. And I'm outside, and um, I used to smoke cigarette. I used to, I was a smoker then, and I was outside having a cigarette, and I saw flashes just go because the paparazzi are standing two feet away from me, you know, just waiting. And I'm while I'm having a cigarette, there's like twenty of them. So as soon as that door opened, I saw the flashes go, like all the pictures of everyone's like, Mr. Copeland, I had no idea he was inside. And I turn around and Francis Ford Copeland is walking right by me. I'm like, holy crap, what the hell is going on? So that was a really, really cool um, experience. Um, Okay, I like this question a lot. What is the very first movie you've ever seen? And... um, who, where were you? Do you remember where you were, um, who you were with, anything like that? First movie I'd, I'd ever seen, like, movie movie, would have to be Lion King, man. <laughs> Lion King. Like, if, I, if, I, if I really break it down. I forget how young you are sometimes. My primal youth, you know, yeah. um, Lion King, right? The first movie that I remember that was not, you know, uh, animated film was the Titanic. Did you see in the theaters? Was, I see in the theaters, my mm-hmm. family. And I couldn't even make it to the film because I was crying so much. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how I mean, I love it. Wait, wait. I remember like, my dad had to escort me and I'm like crying. I'm like, <laughs> 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 like what? My dad's like, really, my dad's trying to explain to me. Crying my eyes out. Leo and Kate, that whole, that whole film was... Oh, amazing. Titanic was I awesome. That. I mean, it was a really Titanic. good movie. I like Titanic. It was colossal when it came out, you know? Huge. Enormous. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I actually know the answer to this, but if you weren't acting, what would be another job that you think you'd be doing? I mean, it's a given. Soccer. I would love to be playing as a professional soccer player, but yeah, if yeah. that weren't the case, mm-hmm. right? Like, if that weren't the case, um, a musician, you know. Oh yeah, musician. You play music. I forget about that. Check out Franco's uh, Insta. Wait, what's your what's your Instagram handle? I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it down here anyway. But yeah, it's just my name at Franco Lopresti. At Franco Lopresti. Franco has a beautiful voice, and he plays the guitar. How's the piano going along? I know you got a piano, didn't you? Oh, uh, piano's going along. It's it's see, it's 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 hard. Eh? And a lot of a lot of practice and discipline. You know, piano's really, hard. but you know. I, I get little things, you know, but it's a lot of repetition, learning those keys and, yeah. and the scale, you know. But it's it's fun. It's it's, it's a different different. Uh, it strikes a different chord in my body opposed to the guitar. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. It's really soothing to play piano, and the sounds that come out of it are great. So. Yeah. All righty, last question. Are you ready? Drum okay. roll! If you could pick the best situation either film or stage, what would you want to work on and who with? Let's say you had total power. Let's say you somebody called you tomorrow and said, listen, Franco, let's say you were famous 
so people would want to work with you right like like more like like imagine you were like um super famous like uh, i don't know like uh, let's say you were like uh, leonardo caprio famous okay and then let's say somebody uh, you had somebody said here's 20 30 million dollars go make a film or go do a play or whatever it is and you get to pick um whoever you want to work with or direct and assuming that they will all say yes okay definitely <laughs> be a it would be a play nice play um so i gotta choose the director and, and the actors i'd work with okay for a play maybe I, I don't know that many i don't know that many theater directors so i don't know if i and my you know i don't know if i would uh, know but how about just the actors how about just the actors yeah you know like uh like to be on the stage with with, with actors you know it would be okay so definitely a play michael shannon oh love him michael shannon um, Meryl Streep, of course. Uh, you know me. <laughs> uh, John Cazale. You're picking all. This is you're picking my 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 John. Oh my. Okay, go on. Yeah, I got a, I got a, I got an encyclopedia of favorites. You know, I, I oh, got John Cazale is one of my favorites, man. Meryl Streep. Um. Ooh, ooh, um. Um, what's Jessica Chastain? Jessica Chastain, okay. And uh, I mean, I, I could. How, how many actors are in this play? I don't like, know. Okay, that's up? interesting. Yeah, I, I would love. I would love to do a play. Oh, if Seymour I, Hoffman. Oh, oh my! You know, it's funny. You said you said Michael Shannon and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. I went to the Lincoln Center Library um, here in New York when I was working on uh, Long Days um, Journey into Night with uh, in class. And I watched Michael Shannon do it, and I watched uh, and uh, Jessica Lange is in the is in the Michael Shannon version, and Michael Shannon and Jessica Lange are just fucking amazing in it. And then I watched this is a crazy story. I went with my scene partner to go and watch uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman version after I had seen the Michael Shannon one. So you go in uh, you, here in the Lincoln Center in in New York for those who don't know. Um, if you're not from New York, you can go to the library here in New York, you go into a room and any play that's been done on Broadway or whatever, if they have a recording of it, and they have a lot of recordings of many, many of the plays that have happened here, you can go sit in a room very much like this. You put on headphones and there's a screen and you get to watch the play. So I'm standing there to give them my name and I'm holding the play long days in my hand. And there was a, an older gentleman standing next to me. And he looked down, I guess, at my at my play. He's like, "Oh, are you watching?" Uh, he's like, "Oh, are you are you are you watching Long Day's Journey tonight?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "What version?" I'm like, "Oh, the 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 Philip Seymour Hoffman version." He's like, "Oh, cool. I directed that." I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, I direct, I, th I forget his name, Robert Falls or something. I, th I think his name is Robert. I, I don't don't quote me on that, um, but I forget his name." The director of the play was standing right there, right next to me. He was there to watch some other thing. I don't know what he was there, but um, he was like, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And then so he sat right behind me the whole time. And um, as I'm watching the play, he would check in. He'd turn, he'd be like, how is it? How's it going? How's it going? I'm just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, but it was a really, really cool experience to go and, uh, and see that and have that happen. Um, something like yeah. that only happened in New York. I mean, you've given me, you've given me a, a, a serious payday with $30 million. I know. You know, the scenario. I mean, I mean, I'm missing out on so many. I mean, like Denzel Washington, I'd love to be on the on on stage with. Yeah. Tom Bernthal, you know, like. Has Bernthal like, does it? Have, has, has he been in a play? 
I haven't seen John him in anything. Bernthal, again, he's a guy I, I, I really admire. He, this guy is, is a theater, theater guy. I mean, he, he studied. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did, he did, he did, he did. I remember that. I remember watching something on that. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if he had did anything in here in New York. I think he had a theater company that would just do some stuff around New York and parts of America, you know, but. Um, yeah, he's pretty amazing. But yeah. He's, uh, but the, the, the stage, man, the stage over film in, in, in that circumstance, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I, I, would, I would definitely do a play. Definitely do a play. Um, and I would definitely have Meryl Streep in it. And I would definitely have John Cazale in it. And I think I would want Robin Williams in it. Oh, yes. Robin Williams. Um, all right, brother. Well, that's the end of the questions. Um, thank you so much for doing this. How's life? How's, how's your parents? How's everybody? Family's good, man. Um, you know, it's some, some seriously turbulent times we're in, of mm-hmm. course, with this coronavirus. But yep, it's been know, very, very strange. I, um, I'm, I'm blessed to you know be surrounded by by my mom, my dad, and my sister, and you know helping them a lot with, with stuff around the house that we never really got. You know, we never really just gotten the time to do these things because you know everyone's working and yeah, yeah, different yeah. schedule, all the same kind of schedule, and and just you know doing all the organizing, and cleaning, and the chores, and you know yeah, that that's been that's been you know fun to do. And my and my mom and my dad. And myself and my sister <laughs> we're cooking up storms. We're cooking up like some real, real, real good food. Oh my lord! Yeah, but it's good. You know, I mean, like with this time being said, you know, it's also important for for everyone to you know not get too down on themselves. You know, I, I think something, something really good is going to come out of this. I really, really, I'm truly good. do. Um, it's been oh my god! Yvette just texted me. Oh, okay. I miss Yvette. Hi Yvette, it's me and Franco. Hi Yvette. Yvette's, our, Yvette's the woman who directed our play, who who took us to John Patrick Shanley's house. Um, I'm I'm gonna text her back after, but um, yeah. Um, so, all right, buddy. Well, I, 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 I yeah, as I was saying, I I think really something really really good is gonna come from them. It's been really hard. It's been hard in New York. It's been hard being alone at home. Thank God I have De Niro here um, to. Uh, spend my days with um, anybody out there. I hope everybody uh, is doing doing well during these really really crazy times. Um, take care of yourselves. You don't have to be doing something all the time. Relax. Take it easy. You don't have to be doing nineteen workouts a day from home. Just relax, man. Take it easy. You you know there'll be time for all that. I'm not saying don't do anything. Yeah, but just don't 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 feel super stressed out to be constantly doing something every day you know I, I i don't i think i think that adds to the stress of everything to go oh, do- the mind the mind wanders is that just is that just message oh really <laughs> nice hi that hi that i think she's just getting back to her texts but you know like like this is just it's, it's hard mentally um i mean it's, it's very tough to ponder on the thoughts that that when when am I going to get back to work? When when things gonna, you know, become normal again? Mm-hmm. Very important, I think, you know, for everyone to to talk to one another. You know, communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are times where we need to be in our own like you know our own shell, but 
when you're feeling really down, just pick up the phone and call someone and, and God willing, your friends will be there for you. Yeah. You know, like you're there for me and I'm there for, for you and vice versa with any of my other friends and people that I know. Yeah. But food for the soul, man. Yeah. Read plays. Like, I keep saying I, I, I've been, I've been reading plays. I've been reading books. Um, you know, just, just, I've been, I've been, I've been, I did, I did a little bit of writing. I, I'm, I'm going to shoot a film in my apartment. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that maybe on the next one, but you read the outline. That's um, good for you. You, you, you found a creative outlet and doing that on your own. You see? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see how it goes. You know, I, I just, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not putting too much, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself for the film. I'm just going to do it. You know, I always put so much pressure on myself when I do things. I think now um, I I just I wrote this thing out. I'm going to shoot it here at my house and we'll see how it goes. If something happens, something happens. If nothing, nothing happens, nothing happens. I, I got up. I was creative. I, I, I made an effort and we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm not really too worried about it. Thank you, fun, man. I commend that and I respect that. Yeah, and yeah. I wish you luck with that. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Um, All right, brother. I love you, man. Thanks for doing this. I'm going to go right. and. Huh? All right, man. My pleasure. My yeah, pleasure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a shout. I'll give you a shout later. Thank you so much to Mr. Franco Lepresti for being on our show. The very first guest. Woo! Thank you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. Bye, later. Get okay. him by, you know. <laughs>